0: Wrestling Bubble Wrestling Podcast. As we are here another week, as we are on the road to SummerSlam. As before we get into this show, uh, make sure to subscribe to Y2 Wrestling for more content like the PWB Wrestling Podcast and also the SmackDown Post Show. And, and if you're into WWE game video gaming content, then I uh, then consider checking out my universe mode also here on YouTube. But now today, let's get into this week in wrestling, which unfortunately I I didn't I only watched uh, WWE wrestling this week. But so I mean it was I enjoyed this week. I some like some things I did watch NXT UK. Uh, this week, so I will talk about that last. But yeah, so I'll just get into it because I mean it was okay. It, like the there's some good, some bad. Well, I'll just get into it. So we're going to this Raw show, which uh, which is we're we're closer to SummerSlam, so it, it makes sense that things are picking up. This this definitely felt like a a, a better show. I feel like uh, Raw and SmackDown as a whole have just felt like more consistent in terms of like entertainment. There's also felt like there hasn't been as much bad stuff on the show per se. So we kicked off with this. uh, I didn't pay much attention to it, but it was just an intro trying to like pipe up the 24-7 title, which obviously they were memeing around maybe a little too much, but it was okay. Uh, so then that set up the 24-7 Mosh Pit Mixed Match Challenge because they really wanted to challenge the main event of Extreme Rules for the longest named title. As as So it was between Renee Maverick or Renee Michelle and Drake Maverick against R-Truth and Carmella. It was, you know, pretty basic stuff. You're not going to expect anything big in the ring between these guys. But what happened after, which was 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 interesting it was all this art bump a bunch of the guys in the mosh pit jumped on our truth and mike cannell's won the title and i got quite excited because personally i thought i thought this was going to interfere with their 205 live feud which uh i mean it was wrong but like i was expecting it a little different i was expecting mike to hold the title so i mean it was an interesting start to raw starting off with all the 24 7 stuff and i do not believe this is the end of the feud between r true drake and mike i feel like that will continue throughout the weeks but yeah interesting start so then next we're going to go into uh a little uh con- i was kind conflicted on this cuz it was pretty good but it was like i don't know so we had, so they had a gauntlet match so it's between Rey Mysterio, uh, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, Andrade, and Ricochet, and I'm conflicted on it because personally, I I don't like overusing the gauntlet. Cause I mean, to me, the gauntlet once a year, or if you want to do it twice, you can do it twice. But this is the third gauntlet gauntlet this year, and Cause the first gauntlet, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm just going based off 2018. Anything before that, if there was a gauntlet for some reason, then just forget about. it. Oh, never mind. There was yeah. So they usually do two, and they're usually around the same time. Cause there was that woman's gauntlet to find a number of contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Jeez, that was about, that was a long time ago. I, uh Sasha Banks. You know. Then you had the one uh, Wrestlemania season where, where Seth well Seth didn't win, but Seth put on an amazing performance in that, and that really put over Seth Rollins. A lot of people got behind him in that match, and that's the theme of gauntlet matches. If you do it correctly, you can really make a guy look really strong. And Rollins really looked strong, and he and gained a lot of momentum needed for Seth Rollins, and and it was that that's what really started off his whole rise. Where he, then when he won the IC title and lit everything up there. So then this year we've had two gauntlets, both involving Kofi Kingston, both getting Kofi stronger, both putting him over, both both highly entertaining, by the way. But this one I feel like didn't live up to the standards of the other gauntlet matches, and it didn't really work. It didn't really. Get anyone strongly over, so it started off with Ray and Cesaro. It's very good matches in between, besides uh, Sami Zayn. But they're they're never gonna do anything with Sammy Zayn anyway. But yeah, so Ray and Cesaro very good in the ring between those two. I mean, you could argue Cesaro maybe should have won, but he, he 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 hasn't been winning that much anyway recently. Then he had Andrade. Well, no, then he had uh, what was barely a match. Ray and Sammy cuz we don't like Sammy for some reason. I love Sammy Sam, damn it. Uh but that's not the point. <laughs> As so then they just Sammy got beaten very quickly, probably because no offense, but the way they probably set up the show probably didn't have time to have a very long gauntlet like they do on Smackdown sometimes. And then we had Ray the continuation between Ray Mysterio and Andrade, which was Entertaining in the ring, but I, I feel like it didn't get as much time as it should have. Andrade dominated him also. But either way, you know, those guys executing moves, always highly entertaining. Then, then see, this is my problem. Ricochet, which was the winner. Oh, yeah, Andrade pinned Ray. But then pulled up the match, which tried to get to the disrespect. It just felt like this golem match was going in way too many places at once. But, so then we go to the... Final, which was Ricochet and Andrade, which this makes no sense for the sake of Ricochet. Really doesn't look that strong here that he beat Andrade. I mean, I mean he came in last, and and Andrade was tired from beating Rey Mysterio. So I mean, it, it, they didn't really accomplish what uh what I felt like this was this was going for. It didn't make me feel as strong for Ricochet. But it did get to the point, and it was, I have to admit it, it was an entertaining gauntlet match between five guys who are very good at wrestling in the ring. uh, So it was a lot of good in-ring stuff, but, you know, a couple things, you know, a couple small criticisms here or there. But it still got to the point. Ricochet and AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Now, if they are given the time, which I say this all the time, if they're given the correct time slot, I think that this match will tear the house down between Ricochet and AJ Styles. Hopefully, no offense, Ricochet should probably lose this because, to be honest, AJ and the OC are just starting to gather momentum. So, uh, Plus, Ricochet seems like he can always bounce back and always get people behind him because of his athletic ability. Then we cut to real quick... Oh, man... I hate talking. I hate talking about Maria Canella on this show every week, not because she's a heel. It's just weird. <laughs> like, I go over this. It's like, um, well, uh, okay, I'll, I'll go over it. So Mike uh, locks himself somewhere, and then all the all the guys trying to get to him, and then Maria comes, and then Maria pins Mike. I I'm not even gonna explain it. If if you really if you really want to see, it, just go to WB's YouTube or buy the network and watch it in a couple of weeks. me uh, just. So Maria became the twenty four seven champion, which, I mean, though that it's kind of stupid, it was kind of funny at some at some points. So I, I mission accomplished, I guess. But the interesting thing about this, is it's kind of like, how is she gonna lose the title? And I don't think she's gonna be. Hold the title for a long time because I mean, that just wouldn't make sense because they're not killing off the 24 7 title. But yeah, I mean, personally, it's probably gonna be our truth or Drake, uh, don't getting it anyway. But yeah, so it's intriguing but a little disappointing also because I might. I mean, I kind of wanted to see see uh, the twenty four seven title on the line between Mike and uh, Drake on two hundred five, but obviously they don't care about WWE. Doesn't care about two hundred five live for some reason. Um, So then we had a really weird segment. One of the one one of the I'd say worst ones. So. I mean the start of this was not bad. So it was a moment of bliss and and they exposed the footage that Becky Lynch just attacked Fit Finley and Natalia for no reason while they were just training. Uh, which I you could say makes Becky look bad, but I I personally enjoyed it because it was kind of a return to the Becky Lynch character that that I I really got behind all those months ago. Though though the Becky Lynch that you know led led the attack led the invasion on Raw, the the Beck the Becky Lynch that was willing to punch Nia Jax at at TLC, and and the Becky Lynch that, that at but that came in in the Royal Rumble and wanted the Becky Lynch, you know all it just that that's the attitude that she was bring at her best momentous run, but you know obviously Alexa and uh. Nikki trying to phase it some other way. Which, this basically just set up a match for later in the night. Which, let's be real, why did this happen? <laughs> but So, I'll, I'll get, I'll get on to that a little later. So then, this is the part of the PWB Wrestling Podcast. Where you can just tell, I, I took notes on this. Because it was the Viking Raiders. I said that wrong, damn it. <laughs> it was the Viking Raiders. Versus Johnny James and Cole Carter so we're continuing to put the Viking Raiders over and make them look dominant and strong my problem with this is nobody cares about them anymore and it's terrible I've attended a takeover I've attended a couple takeovers in Brooklyn where where the war Raiders or even the war machine back in New Japan but and I, I tended to, sh- to t- take over, take over New York, and they were there to take over Brooklyn Four, and it was just they got such a reaction. They were so, they're so good, they're so athletic. They got a unique, they got a unique aura about them. How do you ruin this? This name change, this name change, people get downplayed. This name change, absolutely ruined, ruined them. Nobody cares about them anymore. They're building momentum. I hate to say it because I love Lars Sullivan, but they're in the same boat as Lars Sullivan was when he made his debut on the main roster. It's kind of ruined. And 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 I mean, who knows? I mean, Lars, I think still's got a chance because when he comes back from his injury, he gets a whole. He's he getting a fresh new coat of paint. Viking Raiders. I I don't know. I'm just nobody cares about him, and it's tough to see. I I think they're a really good tag team. Just. Put put in bad circumstances, so then we had a. I'll go to a triple threat tag team title match. Which, to be honest, why did this happen in the first place? I do not know. And yeah, uh, all I'd say about it is it was a pretty entertaining tag team match. It was between three talented tag team tag teams: the Usos, the Revival, and and the O C O C. And so it was like. It was an okay tag team match. It was like pretty standard stuff, but then in the final like four minutes of the match, when the high spots really started kicking up, and you know that tag team craziness and why everybody loves tag team wrestling because all the chaos going on at once. When that started picking up, it was really really good. And Gallows and Anderson walks out the tag team champions, making the OC drenched in gold as the undisputed are trying to do the same over on NXT. Then we go into a uh, this was terrible. I'm gonna find a say it was terrible. It was well, part I can't, I can't say the whole thing was terrible because the Street Profits and Seth Rollins, well, the Street Profits doing their usual usual stick that I've really been enjoying over the past couple weeks. They got definitely ke- chemistry and charisma. I've been very enjoying the Street Profits, but then Seth Seth Rollins, yes, came up and I, I just looked like a total geek. <laughs> and like, like, like the thing that made this worse was when Brock, when Seth got attacked by Brock later, and then I'll talk about that, uh, pro- a couple minutes on the show. It just it was kind of like because like Seth deserves it. He'd be so annoying, <laughs> and it's it just uh, just turned me off a little bit. So then we, so then it was the most pointless, uh, thing, which was. The I talked about the Becky Lynch segment before, which actually that part wasn't bad, but but so then so then we had two matches, which was terrible, lengthy, and happened for virtually no reason. And this makes even more no makes less sense when you factor in what happened on SmackDown. So Becky Lynch faced Alexa Bliss, and and so this match was happening a couple minutes, and then Alexa just fake. Being injured, and so Becky won by forfeit. So first off, in the crowd, nobody's buying this injury in the first place. And then, and the match wasn't good, by the way. So, and then, so so then Nikki Cross challenges Becky Lynch, and they have another match, which also I it was okay, I guess. Nikki Cross isn't too bad, but then Becky Lynch, but then Alexa Bliss stayed out from her injury, which obviously you know she's faking it now, because if if you injure your leg in whatever profession or sport you do, and you're just gonna get a chair and just plop there, not get any medical help, just sit there like, everybody's gonna know you're faking it, it was stupid the Natalia and Becky Lynch interaction in this was pretty good though, so I'm not gonna hate on the whole segment as a whole and, so the Becky Lynch and the uh... The Becky Lynch and Natalya stuff was good, but Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss just rubbing me the wrong way, and I really think they're losing momentum and steam. But and it and then we'll go to this uh, Natalya promo, which was uh, I just said it was good, and I I I'm big th- I'm I'm actually a fan of Natalya and her work. She's a good wrestler. I think she, I think she has underrated character. But this promo was just stupid. She's She was like, my sharpshooter is better than your disarmor, And that's why I would challenge you to a submission match. But I'm not going to. Because you're not man enough to accept it in the first place. And that's why I'm not issuing it. You is realize how stupid that sounds? Like, what? So I hope this is a submission match. Because I think that has a lot of potential to be very good in the first place. But this promo just made absolutely no sense. But then we go to Brock Lesnar, who absolutely, well, no, not Brock Lesnar. It was Seth Rollins. Yes, Seth Rollins. So it was Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. We were, we were carrying over the whole, oh, we're going to teach Dolph a lesson. How rude it was for him to kick Shawn Michaels. So then we had a match. Seth was about to win because obviously Seth, Seth's the number one contender. And then Brock, Brock came out, and and Brock just absolutely destroyed Seth Rollins, and and this was absolutely an awesome beatdown, one of the best segments on Raw in terms of just viciousness, brutality, that I I have seen in in a while, in on on Monday Night Raw, it was truly an epic brawl, and it was like oh my goodness, how Brock Lesnar just absolutely destroyed. Seth Rollins, I mean, oh my goodness, uh, this was a a great a a great assault, you could call it, uh, but it was just wow, and then surprisingly we we followed it up with another segment because these two are bridging segments I know bridging segments, continuity in some sense, so while Brock, the reason why Roman couldn 't help was because Samoa Joe the o c uh man i'm gonna forget some teams the usos were in there cedric mcintyre was there was just a whole bunch of people setting up a big brawl and there's the samoan summit didn't happen and there's eight man brawl that was awesome and was epic and then cedric alexander closed the show by a bunch of jumping off the stage set and that was just awesome an awesome close to raw and yeah i really i really enjoyed this episode of raw and i feel like it got the point across to build everything towards SummerSlam as yeah Monday Night Raw I mean Raw I felt like it, it kind of had to fast strike a bit but still I, it's a long show there's still some things to work out the Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross stuff I do not believe they should be on two brands they're not good but now we're going to go into this week's episode of WWE Smackdown Live so the show starts off, you know. Oh well. Before I get into my 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 thoughts about SmackDown, if you want to know my thoughts about SmackDown right away, then check out Y Two Wrestling. Subscribe over there. One hour after the show at eleven o'clock, I will go. I go over my thoughts on SmackDown post-show buzz right away, giving my thoughts and analysis. On, week, on that week's episode of SmackDown. Uh, so yeah, but I'll get into my thoughts here on the PWB Wrestling Podcast Episode 3, as we are now, if you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, we're on a lot of places, Radio Public, Breaker, wherever you listen to your podcast, thank you for listening to us as we get into SmackDown. As, so it starts off, you know, with a weird selfie promo, where Shane McMahon was right in front of the camera talking about how how he's not going to be there tonight. Kevin Owens, it's very entertainingly, by the way, came out and was very sarcastic about Shane not being there, and I quite enjoyed it. And and I want to say this real quick: it's not about the review of SmackDown. It's in the middle about it, but Shane McMahon and Baron Corbin, go away and and WWE television is entertaining. What a what a what a what a concept that is by the way. So then so then Kevin Owens, you know, making fun of Shane, you know, saying, "Oh, I'm going to be you at SummerSlam," you know, the typical stick. And then Drew McIntyre came off really weird coming out cuz obviously he was going to, somebody was going to interrupt. But so his kind con- it just came off really weird, not like the Scottish psychopath I know. And the way he's built up. I just kind of didn't get a feel like like the lines that were put for him. It just didn't feel like that was Drew's character, to be honest. But so then we had a match between Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre, which was entertaining in the regists, which was actually cool. And Owens beat McIntyre. So on the one hand you're like, oh Drew lost, but then you're like, oh Owens gaining momentum. I'm I'm so happy they're they're actually getting some momentum and some steam behind Kevin Owens. Because him him as a babyface could really be money i really like his attitude his moves and i think he i think he has all the tools to do it and i'm really getting behind kevin Owens these past couple weeks and it's really great to see especially after that heel turn against the the new day was just kind of weird and nobody really liked it but so then we went into this which (laughs) ah he's just no i'm just not excited to talk about this it was Bailey and Ember Moon, the tag team champion. No, not. What am I on? See, when we talk, ta- tag team champions are non-existent at this point. Is that was one one stupid part of the show, tag team segment that was promised last week did not happen at all. But so we had Bailey and Ember Moon against Alexa Bliss. Nikki Cross. Now you see why I moaned. Why do you need Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross on two shows? And then, so this match was weird because obviously it wasn't going to be that good in the first place. And then, Alexa Bliss beat Ember Moon. Why? 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 Why would you do that? Ember is going to a challenge. Alexa could use a pay per view off. She just got destroyed by Bailey, And you. It makes no sense to give her the title, because because she's a member of the Raw roster, and I just hope this stupid wild card crap ends soon. Probably it will end when when, when in October when, when the Fox thing comes. But so Alexa, and then obviously Bailey got her vengeance, which was uh, yeah that was that was nice. I'm not gonna lie. So it was just weird. Uh, I hope Alexa doesn't get added to the match to be honest, because. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. I mean... I don't know. Just focus on your own brand, man. It's bridging storylines, and it's just not working at all. But then, I said this on the post-show, and I'm going to say it again. How excited I was. Genuine happy that Rambling Rabbit was back. I love Rambling Rabbit. He's so entertaining, man. Uh, So... Rambling Rabbit was saying how big of a fan he was of, of Finn Balor and was and was talking about how the funhouse isn't what we see and how some horrible things are going on. And then Bray was searching him for him, looking like he was about to murder Rambling Rabbit, which I was like, damn it, Bray, don't murder Rambling Rabbit. I love Rambling Rabbit. But all building the more interest to the match. at SummerSlam between Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt, and I hope Bray Wyatt absolutely borderates right? Finn because Bray Wyatt's character is just so interesting, so different. And I've really been loving Bray and his character development on WWE TV. And I'm a, I am do not know. I'm assuming he is a SmackDown superstar because of the way this feud is going. But I'm not so sure, especially since he did not appear on Raw. But so, yeah. So then we go back to more Bray Wyatt stuff as it was... We're continuing this. Oh, let's teach Dolph a lesson. As it was Finn Balor, Dolph Ziggler. Pretty good back and forth between the two of these. Obviously, both very talented and good in the ring. And then, but the way this match ended, the Fiend came out and legit just stared, stared at Bray Wyatt, at Finn Balor, and it was just still so scary for Finn. Well, I wasn't scared, but I'm sure little kids were. Man, that mask is sick. But, but so. Right why i just stared at the Finn, and it caused a distraction. And Dolph ended up beating Finn. And yes, also Dol- Dolph Ziggler facing Miz at SummerSlam. There's rumors it's going to be Goldberg at the last minute. I I don't I don't have any sources. Obviously, I'm I'm just a fan of wrestling to be honest. But yeah, so uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, that the feeling I got out of this is Dolph Ziggler. Man. he's he's actually getting momentum in his character and he's actually starting to build up my interest again and i've i've been enjoying the zigor character which i haven't been able to say for a while uh so now we cut to the king's court and then we started off with a horny jerry Lawler <laughs> talking about uh trish on instagram and this was basically just to set up trish stratus and charlotte very entertaining good logical back and forth between the two setting up why they would face at SummerSlam especially Trish's hometown obviously Charlotte's gonna win but I think this adds the the attraction match that I felt like was missing from SummerSlam Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair gonna be very entertaining and I'm kind of glad Charlotte's off the title scene see I I, you don't have to be in the title scene to be in an important feud or storyline so this was definitely very good, very entertaining. Did it need to be a King's Court? Probably not, let's be honest. Maybe they should have done this at Raw Reunion or something. That would have been cool, but, yeah, SmackDown Superstar. Hypocrite, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to use the wild card, oh, that's always a good reason to use it. The setting of Charlotte Stretch, can't complain. I bet that match is going to be awesome because both are really good in the ring. Two of the arguably best women's wrestlers of all time. Personally, I believe Charlotte is the best women's wrestler of all time. So yeah. So then we go to the inside of the mind of the viper. And it was a it is a uh put together video of of Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston showing the uh rivalry between the two. And it it's that that there's just so much history, it's so entertaining. Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. I'm so excited for their their feud. Well, not their feud. Their feud's happening already, damn it. But, but I'm so excited for their match at SummerSlam. For, I, I said this last week on the PWB Wrestling Podcast. I think this match should main event. It's not going to do, It's going to be Brock and Seth. But I, I personally think that this match uh, is very good. And I'm so excited that Kofi Kingston finally has a good challenger on his hands. And, yeah, that's uh, just exciting. Uh, these two, it's just such a good feud between these two. As then, we go to Ali versus Shinsuke, which was good back and forth for the little time it got. And we had the most powerful move in all of WWE, the roll-up, as Ali beat Shinsuke. Uh, though I didn't like that Nakamura just got beat by the roll-up. It was, to be fair, it was a creative roll-up. It looked like a hard roll-up to get out of. And I do like the direction that it's going uh, to set up Ali and Shinsuke at SummerSlam. <sighs> I hope it's not on the pre-show, to be honest. And I've been enjoying Nakamura's title reign, but still, good. Uh, I didn't like the finish, but I, I did like the uh, direction that they're going, which is Ali and Nakamura at SummerSlam. So now we go to, well, hold up, hold up, not the main event segment, as we had... Alistair Black complaining backstage on how he wanted to fight. As I, I loved, I've loved these Alistair vignettes throughout the weeks. So obviously, I enjoyed it. Uh, to be honest, it's not the smartest tactic. I mean, just sit in a room and look for a fight. It didn't work too well last time, but it did end up working. As Sami Zayn accepting Alistair's fight, and Sami Zayn still, all these months later, is pound for pound amazing in the microphone. I say this every week. He's just that's so logical, such a good character. And I really wish he would actually win some of these matches, even though he shouldn't beat Aleister, let's be honest. But, but uh, yeah, Sami Zayn just got, was great on the mic again, talking about how, so it's going to be Sami Zayn and Aleister Black. And to be honest, this match probably shouldn't go long, which stinks because if they did go long, I bet, I bet it would be very good. But, uh, yeah, I just, that that's not going to get time, let's be honest. man. I hope it does. But look at all the matches. It's starting to, SummerSlams already starting to get flooded up. You're gonna see Alistair, Al, Alistair, and uh, Sammy, and it's it's just not gonna get the time that it's gonna do. But overall, it's exciting, especially Sammy's it's got a match on a pay-per-view. I know, right? What what a concept that is! How exciting! But so then we go to a main event, which I actually made the mistake. Uh, actually, I, I actually learned this I said I made a mistake on the post show No, I did not WWE did announce on their official Instagram and Twitter That it was going to be a six-man tag team match So I was not wrong But So I thought it was going to be a six-man tag But then uh, it was just a one-on-one between Kofi Kingston and AJ Styles So as a wrestling match, this was amazing Between these two, the back and forth The in-ring action, back and forth It was really good But why is this happening? <laughs> And that was the overall problem. Why would you do this, especially since the OC is very a uh, very new faction? And yes, I know they were they were a faction back in uh, twenty sixteen, but well, yeah, in in Japan as the ball club, but but I mean, this just just why would you make them lose? Make AJ lose so early? Entertaining in this champion in that champion first champion match, and it made sense why Kofi won because he's a WWE champion. But, yeah, so it's very entertaining in-ring, but you probably could have went with well, went without this happening or found another way around it. The six-man tag would have made more sense because you could have done shenanigans or something. And then we go to, go to the last segment of the show where Roman Reigns was going to announce his opponent for SummerSlam, and somebody just tried to murder Roman Reigns. Yes. Yes, that's right. Somebody tried to murder Roman Reigns. So... I mean, I I know where this is going, and it's very interesting. The only thing I will admit, like everyone was saying on social media, this was kind of badly shot. I maybe they should have done a couple more takes. I mean, if they did live, well then, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I feel like you could have edited edited this better. But I very, I'm I'm very interested though in storyline, and I think i think i'm very curious to think who who attacked roman roman reigns i personally believe it is buddy murphy as at the end of that see him in his t-shirt lurking in the background other people and other dirt sheets and uh you know the wrestling observer believe it is daniel bryan that attacked roman reigns which i would love to see that match too because their match at fast 2015 was very entertaining uh Though I didn't know everyone didn't like the finish of that match it was it was still a very good ent- encounter between the two, so this episode of Smackdown was 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 was, was good again uh, a couple weeks in a row. Good smackdown. I had a couple problems Daniel Bryan, three we got the list of three. Daniel Bryan did not give his career altering announcement, which means you're wasting my time at this point. Two where are the heavy machinery? They were doing so well. They really earned the tag team titles. On that build to stopping Grounds. And the build to Extreme Rules. The Heavy Machinery. I was getting behind them. I, I was I was so happy to see them at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view when I attended the show. And I was just disappointed. Because I really feel like the Heavy Machinery uh, really deserved to be on SummerSlam. Maybe there's an injury or something involved. I don't know the whole... Uh, all these details. But I was I was quite, quite disappointed. Uh, heavy Machinery were not on the show again. And... I've, I feel like a broken record at this point. But where is Sheldon Benjamin? Those two weeks, he was moving his eyes around. What was that about? Where was that going? Where was that leading to? Like, oh my gosh. Like, why waste my time? It's just, I don't get it, man. Uh, uh. So, but still, a good episode of SmackDown. I just wish they would have continued with those uh, little things. Plus, the, the women's tag, they i I'm not gonna hate on that as much because they did do a social media post uh explaining all that so then we had so then we, we're going to two o five live which this was this was a better episode of two o five live than last last week continuing some of the stories as we continue the storyline A little silly between Akira tozawa Brian Kendrick, and the Singh brothers how the the Tizawa stole the Bollywood award. Uh pretty basic stuff. I mean, it wasn't the best match. I mean I kinda I didn't like okay, I'll mention this. I did not like the psychology in this match because when the Sings were working well, well were dominating at that point in the match to together. He like, they were doing it on Tozawa while Kendrick was on the apron. I don't think that's how it should have went. Because I feel like if 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 Kendrick was getting destroyed in the ring and Tozawa came in the ring, I feel like a lot more people would get behind Tazawa than would get behind Kendrick. But still, it was it was a pretty good match. You know, standard 205 Live stuff, g- g- good in the ring. Uh, as then we go, Lince Dorado and the Lucha House Party, LHP were backstage segment uh uh still complimented carl what's the dude's name oh my gosh man carlo Carmelo oh my gosh oh uh, i uh, I'm upset but you you probably know what I'm talking about as as Dorado was talking about how how uh how he doesn't think that carmelo uh, you know what i'm trying to get at. Humberto. I'll call him by his first name, Humberto. uh that he doesn't think Humberto's is uh, as good as people think he is. Coisto said he was very, very very good. Uh and then Dorado uh probably setting up that Humberto Carleo. Yes, that is it. Humberto Carleo uh, so Dorado beat beat Davari. All these all these annoying names. Cutting out Mustafa Ali You know he's cut out Humberto Carrillo As As yeah so this I'll admit it I've never been a fan of DeVore I think he's just straight up boring But uh, yeah Dorado got the win and that's the match that they're Leading to but the reason why everyone Watched 205 Live this week If anyone did (laughs) to be honest Let's be real but If anybody watched 205 Live It's because of the unsanctioned match Between Drake Maverick and Mike Kanellis. And oh man. I did. I, I enjoyed this. I'll admit. I enjoyed it. So. M- personally I thought Mike. Mike should have won. But that's like. Uh. You know. They don't have high. High uh, feelings for Mike. At the moment anyway. But. So. Mike Kanellis. Uh. So. So this match starts. Well. F- well first off. I thought it was really funny. That Drake's. Entry to music. Was just the 205 live theme. And he was just. He just looks so stupid. Like you're yeah, the general manager of Two Hundred Five Eleven, you're just wearing this big tank top that says Two Hundred Five Eleven. He just looked ridiculous, but but so so but so Drake Maverick. So this match, I I don't know the minutes. I don't, I don't care. I'm just a wrestling fan. But so Mike Kanellis, as I expected, just beat the absolute crap out of Drake Maverick because yeah, it makes sense because. I mean Drake's not a wrestler, Mike is or like Drake's you know you know what I mean, Drake's kind of a wrestler, but that's not the point. And so Mike was absolutely destroying Drake. And then but then the part I didn't expect was when Drake came back and then the comeback was so awesome and everyone was excited and then he then he pulled off the sick hurricane, and rana uh, off the top rope I believe. And oh man so I was surprised that Drake won and it probably it doesn't make sense from a certain standpoint of Canelo's. I, I, a lot of people thought he was gonna face Gulag at Summerslam, but a great conclusion to this feud as Drake, everybody wanted to see Mike get his due for the way he's been treating Drake, and just such a great entertaining storyline on 205 Live. And honestly, who knows? Maybe it'll continue, or or at least the back and forth bickering between the two will continue. I don't think, I don't think, this needs another match. But, so, overall, very entertaining t- episode of 205 Live, but the question still hangs in the air. Who is Gulak's challenger for SummerSlam? I believe it should have been Chad Gable after he beat... I I thought the match was who gets a future title opportunity. I'll have to look back into that. But, yeah, and the, yeah, there was a backstage segment real quick. Gulak's like, oh, who's going to be my pony? you know? T- typical champion stuff. So, then we go to NXT as... The NXT show was so we kicked off the NXT. It seems like I I feel like they've been doing this. I'm not sure because I've I've just gotten back into NXT. But we kicked off with another breakout tournament. So I'm gonna have to read the names off because I'm not I don't know much about them. Uh, well I do I do know who Cameron Grimes is that was Trevor Lee. I was, I was I was so disappointed when I was watching NXT. And I just saw Cameron Grimes come out, and I'm like, "Oh man, that's Trevor Lee, and now he's and then I watched the match, and he just didn't get a good reaction. I was like, oh, why would you change his name but so it was Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes, and as for this breakout tournament uh personally i i I won't comment on it too much because, as I said, I haven't been following the tournament since the beginning. I mean, the crowd... The, the match didn't have as much heat, but, I mean, that's the point, because the crowd doesn't know the guys as much. But, yeah, pretty standard stuff. I mean, to be honest, Grimes should have probably lost Reed, but, obviously, they probably have somewhat plans for Tr- Trevor Lee. Damn it, I don't want to call him Cameron Grimes. But, whatever, dude. Um, He'll probably beat uh, Jordan Miles in the final. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. But breakout tournament plus, uh, yeah, there's just not much crowd reaction and things behind him. So then we had, uh, I want to find the exact thing. I I believe it was Jackson. Yes, Jack. Yeah, I was just making sure which member of the Forgotten Sons it was. It was Jackson Riker, Jackson Riker, versus. Oh man, I shouldn't have said that. It's Jackson Riker, versus Tyler Breeze, and and this match, all you needed to know. Breeze got a quick roll-up. To be honest, nobody really expected Breeze to beat beat Riker in the first place. And then the Forgotten Sons, obviously, since they're they're a well-oiled machine and Riker's massive, are obviously and understandably really upset that they just lost to Tyler Breeze, and then they beat them down. But out of nowhere, I had a lot of fun with this segment, by the way, uh, where Fandango came out and saved Tyler Breeze and I actually, got, I actually got really excited because of Fandango and his dance. Da, 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 da. It was just really fun to have Fandango back uh, on WWE TV and on NXT TV straight up. Then we had a next development, a couple, a couple developments on the show. So, first off, Matt Riddle was asked about Killian Dane. He was like, oh, exiting the gym. Looked like he really didn't want to talk, but said, oh, face to face. Then they announced Killian Dane. Yes, my man Damo featured on, on TV again. Let's go. I love Killing Dane, and I love Alexander Wolfe and Eric Young, too. Damn it. Everybody knows that at this point. When setting up a match, Matt Riddle and Killing Dane, they're going to tear the house down. Personally, I hope this match goes to a no contest, only because I feel like just give them the takeover stage. Give them 20, 30 minutes, Matt Riddle. And killing Dan will actually kill themselves and have an absolute amazing match. And then we had another development in the Candice LeRae-Io Shirai situation. As as William Briegel made the match official NXT TakeOver Toronto. It, it, it will be Io Shirai-Candice LeRae. Personally, I think you could do a stipulation in that match because the way things are going. Maybe no holds barred. Maybe no rules. Can't do one sanction. Uh, personally, I just don't think that it fits. But yeah, exciting. Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. I think they'll have a great match to take over. Uh, yeah. So so then we cut to the main event, which actually a backstory between Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne, former tag team partners in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and then Roderick ended up turning on Pete Dunne to join the undisputed era. So, so actual backstory in there. Obviously, this was a very good match in the ring. As yeah, it was very entertaining. My only thing, I felt like that this match didn't reach the level that I thought it would be. No, that's not a knock on this match. It's just a very, very good wrestling match. But there's a certain level I Part of it I felt was a little bit, the crowd reaction wasn't as good, but I just felt like this match could have got to a place that it didn't. Maybe a championship or or a little bit more build up to it. I felt like it could it could have been better. but Still, nevertheless, a very entertaining main event. And then the Dream came out after, and and uh, Pete Dunne snapped this snapped this snap uh, Dream's fingers. As that is, that is going to be one heck of a triple threat match. I hope the opening match on the NXT TakeOver show. Probably not. They usually open up a tag team match, which I can't complain with because NXT tag team matches are awesome. But yeah, so NXT, the NXT, you could tell things are starting to really pick up uh, as, as we are so close to SummerSlam and so close to NXT TakeOver Toronto. Now on the last segment of the PWB wrestling podcast episode 3 main event slot might I add uh, NXT UK is going to have the main, main event slot for a while until uh, Dynamite comes but or AEW on TNT we don't know it's Dynamite yet but so so first off don't don't get too upset this is the first time I am watching NXT UK uh, uh, this is the second ever episode I've ever watched I do know the brand I watched some of the tournaments before they became a brand but I I I I've been especially wanted to start watching NXT UK as they build to the Takeover Cardiff show, and I really think they got a great roster over there in the UK. So I wanted to really give it a chance. So we started out. It was Johnny Saint and I don't know the other guy to be honest. But so so yeah, they were talking about Takeover Cardiff. Come with us, you know what I mean? That typical stick as and and the Imperium which the Emporium or the Imperium dude I I love the Imperium I mean you could not have crafted a tag team a faction that I would love more I Fabian Anchor and Marcel Barthol, before I love them as a team. I thought their match against Ricochet and Aleister Black was so good in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and and when I saw them on uh, NXT TV because they taped TV before the Takeover New York show, I was so behind. The the they were called the European Union at the time, man. I I love those team, that team, and then Alexander Wolf, man. He's part of Sanity. First ever NXT takeover I went. He won. Sandy won the NXT Tag Team Championship. So I gotta buy his man. I love Alexander Wolf. Oh, uh, and then and then and then you add Walter, which oh man, I, this is crazy. I love Walter. <laughs> I, I saw I I was in attendance when Walter won the NXT Night King Championship. So he just couldn't have put together a faction. I was gonna get behind more when they were when they came out. I was doing the imper- the Emporium Stance. I actually, I absolutely love this faction, and they obviously, they were upset and threatening Johnny Saint and and the other dude, and then, and then Tyler Bate out of all people came back to NXT UK and 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 it brought the fight to Walter and they set up the match NXT Takeover card, Walter Tyler Bate oh. Man, that is good. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my gosh. They're doing Walter and Tyler Bate at the Cardiff show. Now I got to watch. I love Tyler. Tyler Bate is such so unique because of his style and his strength. And then you got Walter, style and strength. Those two combined in the U.K. crowd and atmosphere. They are going to absolutely tear the house down. What a way to start. NXT UK. As I'm trying to look uh. So then they announced a uh, back and forth kind of thing between Kaylee Ray, yeah, Kaylee Ray and uh, and Tony Storm, which which was which was good. Provided some backstory, especially since I didn't understand why they were feuding because I don't watch NXT UK. So this this kind of catered more to me. And learning about their backstory and learning, I was like, oh man, why did Kaylee turn? And I really got I really did get emotionally invested into this story. And it really adds another layer to the feud between Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm. So, then, real quick, uh, I won't go into this long, but Rhea Ripley, beat uh, beat, be jobber. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, what else can I say? Uh, no, I, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't want to be on this train. She might have not been a jobber. I don't know. I don't watch NXT UK. But. Yeah, so then I'm trying to find it. But the Coffee and Wolfgang oh, okay, I don't uh party So uh so the Wolfgang and the Coffee brothers faced off against this party team. I thought they I actually thought they had a unique tag team concept. But uh oh, man, I'm so upset. Who are they? Uh but who cares they lost party um, Rarty, something had some some rhyme in it go uh, go watch WWE network if you want to want to see it was pretty uh, pretty much just a squash match uh, Joe coffee and uh, and uh wolfgang uh, just, yeah and this basically set up the challenge as they want to go after the NXT uk tag team championships. As then we had Jordan Devlin backstage, very upset. He he clearly wants a shot at Walter's title, but did not get that as he had a match in the main event against Alexander Wolf. Which, Man, I love Alexander Wolf. As as so we had so we had this match between these two. You know, the crowd so from what I understand from NXUK is that Jordan Devlin is not a heel? No, no, he is a heel. He, so Jordan Devlin is a heel, but people hate the Emporium so much that they were chanting Jordan Devlin. See, uh, this is the, I was really enjoying uh, listening to the UK crowd because they they have such unique and fun chants. They were going Jordan Devlin, Jordan Devlin. Uh, it was and I was uh, I was really enjoying that. As great match between these two uh, and alexander wolf won keeping the emporium strong and also giving a reason why jordan devlin is not going to be on uh being the nxt united kingdom title match at cardiff but devlin has a lot of potential he's in very great shape and i think he could make a good challenger for walter but i feel like this is tyler Bate and walter's time so nxt uk uh, this was—I'm not gonna rate rate NXT UK mainly because I kind of felt like I was just learning more about the show. It was more of a learning experience. I did enjoy what I saw though, and I'm looking forward in the coming weeks to see more of NXT UK as we build up to take a record of Cardiff. But there is a very talented roster. As thank you for listening to episode three of the PWB Pro Wrestling Bubble wrestling podcast make sure to subscribe to y2 wrestling on youtube for universe mode content WWE 2 k 19 universal content as we will also be looking into to the upcoming news on WWE 2 k 20 as as also if you there's ways you can if you're listening to this on youtube you can also listen to the pwb po- wrestling podcast on spotify anchor google podcast uh radio public i'm on a lot of places by the way breaker as as we try to grow the y2 wrestling and the pwb wrestling podcast we try and grow the community here because the community here is quite quite amazing and I, I love all the people who listen to this show As thank you for watching as P this has been PWB Wrestling Podcast Episode Three is next week on the show. We will be this will be the final Raw and SmackDown before SummerSlam. Things are heating up as we get closer to the Summerslam. Thank you.